do up my laces. <laughs> this kind of thing happens every show. Yo, I gotta learn how to tie a bow. What's your real name? Robert Van Winkle. Why did you change? Nothing rhymes with Winkle. Pump, <laughs> pump. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm white, and I'm capitalizing on a trend that's currently rising. Mix it with Curly and Larry and Moe. I become richer with every endeavor. I'm living large and my bank is stupid because I just listen to real rap and stupid. <laughs> Word to your mothers out there in, in Stopperville, Stoppertania. That's that's the world, the Stopperverse. And uh, yes, that's that's where we're at. Uh, white, white baby by uh, the legendary Jim Carrey, who did some very fucking hysterical musical parodies on In Living Color back in the day. Uh, but according to several sources, that potentially was the final nail in the coffin of the career of the one and only Vanilla Ice. Can't believe we've made it four whole seasons on Make It Stop, Bad Music. Good times. <laughs> uh, and we have not yet discussed our our boy Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Um, also, that video is just so funny, dude. <laughs> Yeah, why'd you change? <laughs> why'd you change it? Nothing rhymes with Van Winkle. <laughs> the best, the best part was him always being like two steps behind all the dancers, like the, oh, all yeah. the visual gags. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That might have been the one unfair thing because I do think that uh, Mr. Van Winkle could could dance. If if there is one thing, and this is, I'm sure, the only thing <laughs> that we are going to give to our boy. Uh, Van Winkle here today is is that yes he can dance he can dance he grew up as a as a break dancer in the scene we'll get into all that I'm sure I want to first of all introduce uh, our guests and just say there's just no better time than uh, you know the weekend where we honor the legacy of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and all of his you know contributions and not the whitewash ones like the you know uh, the Poor People's Campaign, Martin Luther King Jr., and the uh, you know FBI sending him uh, threats to try to get him to kill himself, Martin Luther King Jr., the actual radical. No better time, actually now a tradition on this show, uh, for us to fucking take the piss out of some white rappers. I mean, it just really, it is, it is, it is the best way uh, to pay homage that we can, I, I, I believe, on this show. And, uh, and with us to do this, we have returning fave, the champ, the champ of fucking eviscerating white people with microphones that uh, don't deserve them. Uh, VQ is here. Yes, I am here. VQ, also shitty wizard of the Boston League of Wicked Wrestlers, of course. An amazing person, extremely funny. And you also suckered your friend. I did. <laughs> I did. Is this I did what friendship is <laughs> yes this is what solidarity is i was like i need to get another uh person of color another brown black person who people probably always ask what are you and or people know that's offensive now so they find other ways to ask uh so the subtler ways of trying to figure out 
what we are based on the fact that we are a shade of brown that they don't understand. So I thought that that would be appropriate for this episode. Oh, very, very appropriate. Appropriative. I'm sorry. Appropriate. Appropriate. Appropri- um, appropriate. <laughs> uh, yes, we have Izzy DeRosa with us today. Yay. Hello. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. <laughs> um, also uh, a comedian, also a very funny person who does very legitimate comedy things. And we are so lucky uh, to have both of you here with us to dig in, to dig in. Uh, wh- wh- how we doing? How we doing, everybody? <laughs> um, I didn't think it was going to be good. Um, again, it wasn't as painful as, you know, it kind of became just like a, he does so much of the same things. We'll get into this, that it kind of yeah. just becomes like one after the other, you know, like it's all kind of repetitive. So there was that. I kind of got lulled at a certain point. Um, I think it's an interesting album because it like it was four years in the making. This was like four years after Ice Ice Baby, after his debut, uh, and he like grew dreads and like took on this mm. weed guy identity. <laughs> and he was drawing from Yo, don't you mean Hoochie Mac? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that. Hootie, Hootie Mac, Hootie Mac, Hootie Mac. Sorry, <laughs> has anybody? Can I just pause sidebar? Has anybody ever heard that terminology? No. Ever? Okay. No. I believe that he said it in real life constantly, though. I I truly believe that he was living. That's the one aspect of the lyrics that he actually was living in real life was (laughs) I'm sure he was rolling up that Hootie Mac. Um, But yeah, he also was drawing a lot on um, like West Coast gangster rap sounds Mm. and tropes. Very much appropriating like an ice cube flow on a lot of these tracks oh don't you do that to my friend ice cube don't you well, dare he tried don't, his he don't tried do his that best. to my dear personal friend <laughs> my personal friend he'll be on next week's episode of the pod uh <laughs> yeah i could it's so if you you know if you don't have any credibility yourself you can just sample it in a song and then you'll be you'll be fine just just do that that was kind of the mentality here yeah so we like I said, can't believe it took us this long to uh, to talk about Vanilla Ice. This was our second or third white rapper roundup, and uh, we let the Stoppies decide. It was very close. It was almost neck and neck uh, pretty much the entire time between this and Lil Xan. Um, you know, we'll do that one for the Zoomers later, uh, for the three Zoomers who listen to the show. Um, but I am glad because it really is. It's a There's a rich... A rich history of uh, cringe to to dig into here with Vanilla Ice, and well, oh, go talking about white rappers on the show. I mean, we we were calling this the roundup, but like every like three or four episodes, it feels like is a white rapper roundup on Make It Stop. Uh, but Vanilla Ice really did start the whole. He was the he was the first. He was the canary in the coal mine. Yeah, oh, the break the breakthrough artist. Yeah, he was the what the white community had long had longed for. <laughs> yeah, the I first mean, to prove that a white man can make it in the music industry. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know until until him until Robbie I do Bean. feel like it was an instance where black so black men in hip hop saw Vanilla Ice, especially as he was coming up, and were like, "I could make money off of this white boy." <laughs> yes, and. In fact, wasn't it that Chuck D was was gonna originally was sign interested? Him? Yes, <laughs> he saw that jawline, and he was like, "This might do for America." 
this is what America wants. And apparently, fucking, I mean, surprising no one, America has zero taste. And America America was all over this shit. They saw a white boy with, you know, shaved, like, parallel line eyebrows and, uh, like, uh, the whitest version of a high-top fade uh, that could, you know, effectively... Uh, spin on his head for like you know 30 seconds or more and looked good in a windbreaker I guess and they were just like yeah like make him the first hip-hop song to get number one on the pop charts how about we sell more oh. copies or just about was it more copies than purple rain in its first week let's just do that let's have let's have this guy let's pin it all on this guy you know, you have to blame children as well, because children really like the song, you know, and so children are the problem here is that they heard the song and were like, get me that on tape. And parents were like, if I put this tape on, they will be quiet. I'm buying the tape. Well, That's, not- I think a lot of the sales were, were the children. Let's not forget he cameoed in both of the first two Ninja Turtles movies. Ugh, ugh, he did. The Ninja Rap. Ninja rap. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go indeed. Go ninja, go ninja. Stop ninja. Stop. Uh, There's so much about that that's wrong that it almost full circles back into like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, so it's so not okay. And it's like, I'm just numb. (laughs) It's perfect for 2021. That's. (laughs) Yes, obviously appropriate for the moment. We're going to offend multiple cultures and species. Including oh. turtles. <laughs> Absolutely. Turtles didn't deserve this. <laughs> it's I, hard to talk about Vanilla Ice without talking about kind of like his beginning, because I think Mind Blowing was almost like a response to the unbelievable popularity. Mm-hmm. And the unbelievable backlash that Vanilla Ice experienced. Izzy, what is your take on Vanilla Ice? What is it? Do you have a history with Vanilla Ice? What are your, what are your thoughts? I feel like I knew very little about Vanilla Ice before coming on this podcast. Um, for the best, for the best. Yep. yep. Um, unfortunately, you can't unsee things. So now I've learned <laughs> quite a bit. Um, but you know what I think is this? I think his success is he looks like you had Mark Wahlberg at the time, around the same time, pretty popular. Mark Wahlberg would be like the high end version of vanilla ice like you know is what vanilla i mean ice the Wahlberg you bought on wish is that what yes, exactly exactly like you you went to you know maybe a macy's and you got mark Wahlberg, and that's a nice pretty nice product and then vanilla ice i guess i don't want to say you know i don't like the term poor man's anything but yeah it's the wish version <laughs> definitely the wish version and it he fits into like a narrow that very like actually it's not narrow that very broad like uh white muscular he had the right elements of style they didn't work for him but he did what was cool so i can- I liked the cut of his jib i liked the jackets that went like very like triangular just the to cut of his, of oh. his yeah. eyebrow p- potentially i i think that the zoomers are rocking vanilla ice outfits on the regular i yeah. i have a TikTok. So oh no, think... his his clothing was great. His like clothing style I feel like was on point. I just mean like the hair and all that stuff was like it was the right ideas but they just didn't work on him. But it... they worked because I don't think people had taste. I hate right. to say this and this is maybe disqualifies me from the rest of this episode or potentially even you know being a music critic at all but he could get it unfortunately. He could get it. Uh... 
he c- which one not not mind blowing no the- no I, <laughs> oh, okay you mean initial ice there's i was about narrow, to say there's a narrow window. there was a narrow window because i was about like, to say mind blowing pushed me on the kinsey scale usually i'm in the middle and i was like i might have to say goodbye because um, that was anything sexual on mind blowing was like i'm moving down this problematic scale because uh it's not not yet yeah, that's dirtbag shit heel like second cousin territory that's like living in your basement for some reason. That's my I prefer, I prefer Vanilla Ice to Mark Wahlberg. I'll say that. I feel like Vanilla Ice has more legitimacy than Mark Wahlberg. And Less Mark Wahlberg crimes. does come up during the album. Less hate crimes. So. Less hate crimes. Less hate crimes. Yeah, as well, Mark Wahlberg was like, you know, doing hate crimes against Vietnamese guys. Like, Vanilla Ice was, like, a motocross guy. He was at least, like, doing some dope shit. He was, like, a semi-professional motocross and a break dancer. He, he was the one getting stabbed and not doing the stabbing. So he, he did, did show stabbed. us all on television. He, she pulled his fucking pants down on live TV. Yeah, that's like, a fair Look. Google. And he's quite stabbable. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but if he was hanging out at the, you know, all black clubs in, in Dallas where he got his start as a break dancer, as we mentioned, and and he was just really a novelty. It just goes to show you that it was like the whole like, you know, impetus for his success was that it was just an anomaly to see a white guy with a high top fade, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and doing fucking spins and tricks and and doing the worm on stage. And people were like, yeah, that's fucking cool. Because part of the backlash just to set him up and why mind blown was what it was, was because there was such a backlash to a lot of people, it was like he lied about his background because he said that he grew up in Miami, right? right? And he said, like, there was this sense that, like, he was, like, alluding to growing up in Miami, to growing up in Black community, like, actually born and raised, when, in fact, he grew up in the suburbs of Dallas and then went and hung out. Yeah, he became in, a guest in, in Black community and exactly. then he became the star. As only yes. white men can. As only um, white exactly. men can. Didn't he, wasn't he signed to some management group that like made up a, a more glamorous backstory for him? Yes. Uh, yes. Like, yes. So like, am I even buying into the hype by saying he rode motocross? Maybe that's, I mean, who even He did. Knows? He did. They exaggerated how many fucking like trophies he won, but he ended up becoming, he was like the sixth ranked like jet skier in the, you know, country. But at one that, point. but that was after he got wealthy, Heather and wealthy people, when they put their <laughs> mind and money to it, can do anything. You can be sixth in jet skiing if you have the money and the time <laughs> yeah i guess i can't really compete in jet skiing without a jet ski again <laughs> <laughs> so there's had, a lot of requirements he had professionals behind his like ilaria baldwin identity oh. <laughs> <laughs> raquel dolajal you mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no he did he had co-signers you know, including apparently, I mean, according to him, Tupac was a fan. <laughs> like, this is like, uh, and and Chuck D wanted to sign him and Ice Cube and Ice, you know, were, were Ice T rather was very excited about him. And he was, he started out, you know, opening up for Hammer. And this was also, yes. and Hammer was also the pinnacle of cheesy ass, corny, you know, corporate, like, your parents can listen to it like we'll buy you the tape because it's not like aggressively dangerous in any way uh yeah. rap music that ended up getting you know the the backlash that it did and and vanilla ice for better you know for uh, 
whether it was entirely fair or not, became really the lightning rod of that backlash to that corny corporate ninja rap, you know, hip hop that was that was happening in the early 90s. And then we got gangster rap. And um, yeah, and Vanilla Ice was like, well, <laughs> let me try my hand at this trend. Oh. After- <laughs> well, because by 1994, all of that goodwill and all of that hype around him had completely faded away. That was like 1990, you know, not maybe 91 when like Chuck D had interest and, and when, you know, he was on top of the world. At this point, he was he had become a Rastafarian. He had started doing cocaine and heroin. This record did not chart. I think it sold. I don't know what like. Not a, uh, not a lot like of 100,000 units or something like that, like which is, you know, a lot nowadays. But in 19, it sold just 125,000. Yeah. yeah. For somebody After who 11 was, million units were sold from his first album. Right. And he was like, literally, he had a movie, which, by the way, I've seen the movie. Oh, yeah. I've, I watched it with you. <laughs> oh, did it's you? Just, yeah. It's just a bunch of like posing. Yes, like, it's just a James Dean like Rebel Without a Cause remake, but it's like they're all like break dancers and graffiti hip hoppers. I, I, yeah, it's it's very bad. Cool as ice. Oh, all right. Well, bad. I was just gonna say this is clearly like a a, a very desperate, sad mm. Vanilla Ice, and pivoting to gangster rap. I feel like I feel like he felt cornered into that. Uh, that's obviously not his steez, uh, and it really shows. This is a really rough album to listen to so so my thing with vanilla ice is why don't you just rest on your jet ski laurels why don't you just be extremely rich and just fucking like you don't need to keep doing it if you don't have to nobody's forcing you to do a gangster rap album i do to get fucking white dreads like it's not you know it's not the look it's not the time it's it's um it's not okay on so many levels and Vanilla Ice continues. I mean, his he still is putting out new records today. You know, records where he was collaborating with Korn and the Bloodhound Gang. He's got a new metal album. He's got, you he's know. He's on Psychopathic Records now. Now he's a juggalo. It's, you know, all. And oh actually, now not only is he a juggalo, but he is also uh, performing, headlining the uh, Mar-a-Lago New Year's Eve maskless cesspool New Year's Eve party where uh, people paid $1,000 for the privilege of uh, spreading coronavirus to play that funky music, white boy. He hasn't learned. He hasn't grown. He's going to continue to brutalize us, and um, it's not okay. <laughs> He's been a joke his entire life, uh, but still I think this album may be his low point. Yes. Yeah. We wait, looking to choose between yeah. the different albums. There was like, uh, I just went to rate your music, and not a single album of his is above like a one point eight. This was like a one point three. So this was the lowest of all of them, and um, I feel low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also just want to point out that he has a supposedly successful real estate career and house flipping career. So yes. that is something he he has and that he also has a, a pop. I, I don't know if I would say popular, but it's been nine seasons of a DIY type house flipping show on the DIY channel. And before yeah. that, he had also had two seasons of Vanilla Ice Goes Amish on the DIY what? channel. Um, yes. And I remember this show. This Wait. one I actually remember because I remember being like, what 
in the fuck is this? But it's Vanilla Ice Goes Amish, and it's two seasons where because he's a renowned house flipper uh, through real estate, he goes to live among the Amish in their lifestyle and learns how to create houses without, you know, modern tools. What the fuck? White Listen, men always fail up, don't they? If you're if you're shameless, sky's the limit. Oh, I mean, sky, shameless and white. Shameless and white. <laughs> Let it be. You know. Known. Let's be clear. But yeah, so he's you know been, what? Uh, he's been busy. Um, I keep getting these Instagram advertisements that say, "Learn how to become a life coach." And I was like, it's interesting that you need to learn how to do that. But it's also just like so indicative of like, if you just like pretend to be anything, you can probably convince enough people that you are that. So I think him pretending to be this world renowned house flipper and having whatever money he has behind him probably lets him do that. And I mean, DIY network, I'm not sure. I feel like it's like probably falls after HGTV. So yes. He it's not really quite like, Wish version of HGTV. I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> I might it go might that be. far. Yeah, we could go that far. Come on. Like, like maybe the Shein version. <laughs> the like, she- yeah. Yes. The, Zaf- the Zaful version. <laughs> yeah, like some things you might get and they're like gems and then other things you're like, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> He's really worn so many hats. You know, he had his new metal period. Uh, so many hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> He uh he had his surreal life era, uh you know he got he he's somehow he's managed to stay in the public consciousness one way or another you know from uh whatever various reality shows will give him a contract he endures Vanilla Ice has endured I I will say and we gotta get into the album but like you know this article that I think me and VQ both read there's a really great article um on the Ringer uh, written by Jeff Weiss that is. Uh, the mostly true story of vanilla ice hip hop and the American dream. And there's like somewhat of like, you know, a narrative that's like beginning to kind of not exonerate him, but like, you know, situate vanilla ice in his context and be like, yo, this dude was a fucking idiot. Like he literally was like big himbo energy, like dumb and blonde and big and like liked to break dance and would beatbox and kind of like fuck around. And they were like, you know, we can commercialize on this. And, and they were right. And they were absolutely right. And he was just fucking along for the ride. He was like, okay, I'll date Madonna. I'll be in the sex book. I'll fucking do a ninja rap. I'll do a TV show. Make me into a Pez dispenser. Like, I, you know, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um, and and can you entirely blame him for that? No. Um, but I do blame society. And I do blame him for continuing to put out music instead of just, you know, resting on his on his laurels he does he's still very rich that he has a mansion near palm beach that has a life-size Raphael from the ninja turtle statue (laughs) and uh yeah and and so he's still like living large and he could have continued he didn't make any of that money I'll tell you from uh from mind blowing or from any of his other uh endeavors and I just wish he had stopped just that's enough that's enough but now he's got something to prove. Does he prove it on mind blowing? No. No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> there was no need to think on that one. It just came right out. Exactly. Yeah. I think this is maybe the least popular Vanilla Ice has ever been was in 1994. And it, it's it's evident why. It's really hard to like this oh, yeah. iteration of 
Vanilla Ice Van Winkle. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like uh, we've probably we've set the stage enough. Should we get on into it with? Uh, so there's unfortunately in. It, completely illogically there's 17 tracks on this album it's actually it's 46 minutes long really 47 minutes long um most a lot of the songs are uh just intro are like interludes that we're not gonna mention they're very stupid um so we will get on with the first actual song which is fame and and you'll notice the formula of uh recognizable classic rock uh sample a bowie uh, sample yep yep both times yep um all right so let's do it this one is uh called fame you're not playing it by the game because this game is made up of a bunch of crazy rules get something they're not playing it by the rules now the ice is kicking and kicking and kicking it like a champ but don't try to play me like some wet food stamp they said it was a fluke because i used a fat loop but here's a scoop truth the ice is back to make it hoop and since it's 94 and now i'm back no, 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 honey. <laughs> no. They say that it was a fluke because I used a fat loop, but here's the scoop troop. The ice is back to make it hoop. Make it hoop. Never make have I hoop. been more angry at the double O in the English language. <laughs> As a concept, I'm like, we got to get rid of it. That this was a good like, case against it. This is fucking Dr. Seuss. I wouldn't even insult Dr. Seuss like that. This is like a walk it in your pocket type bullshit here. <laughs> no, this is white New Hampshire high school boys writing raps together um, and like gassing each other up for how creative they thought using all those double O's were. And they put- <laughs> Izzy, you hail from New Hampshire. Yep. So you, oh, you yeah. would know. Yeah. This I can picture high school boys like sitting in like either uh, we had out, right outside our cafeteria. We had this like little foyer area that if you were a senior, you were allowed to sit in it. And I picture Vanilla Ice and two of his high school friends writing these raps, even though I know he was not in high school at this point. Far beyond high school. But it just gives me that energy, you know? Yeah. His boys, he's just like, oh, he said, make it hoop. Yeah. <laughs> Make it and they're pro- probably waving their arms like this, being like, oh, and scoop to scoop troop. I just back to make a hoop like, wow. Oh, my God. Damn. You thought it was a fluke? Mm-mm. Don't try to play me like some wet food stamp. Yeah. The, the wet food stamp was very strange. I don't think he's ever like used a food stamp, so I don't think he understands what he's saying because he's trying to use food stamp like a stamp, you know, because like a stamp on an envelope. Yes, if it's wet, it's not going to work. But that, you know, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he understands the physical uh, material. (laughs) Yes. Or a food. You know what I mean? I just don't think, you know, I'm not a material science major, but I just don't think he gets it. (laughs) To play me like some wet foods. You don't like play me. Don't try to play me are you the cashier and someone's trying to use a wet, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand who's being played here when you're mentioning. They should honor, they should honor the food stamp. And I, wet. you know, I worked at Market Basket as a teenager. I would honor it. I would be like, you know what? It works. We can see it. <laughs> I also worked at Market I'm, Basket. I'm glad you didn't play your customers, you know, it's, it sounds like someone's trying to play him. Yeah. So. I did not. I mentioned it earlier that he does like an ice cube flow on some songs but i don't know what he's doing on this song oh no this one, he, when he's like pack trying to like squeeze so many words and awkwardly so many syllables you know nixon be on the front page of the national Enquirer. 
the National Enquirer. I think he's trying to be inspired a little bit by his Rastafarian fascination. A little, like, I think he's trying to like pull on that essence, which he's is going full so- informer is what you're saying. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. And it's it's very bad. Um, I also I think this song begins what is the tug of this album where there is a part of uh, Mr. Van Winkle who wants to build on the success he had on the first album by being a little like friendly hip hop for the radio, which inevitably is corny. Uh, But then also is trying to be a little tougher, right? He's trying to be like, listen, this is my chance to show that I'm not, you know, that, that guy, you know, from go ninja, go ninja, go. Like I'm a real rapper. I'm a real rapper. The ice is back to make it a hoop. What does it even mean? Are we talking about basketball? Do you play basketball now? Is that what you, what is it? It's not even make it hoop. It's funny clocking all the honeys, the ones that used to diss. Now they want to kiss. Now they want to kiss. You definitely know he's like, he's huffing that hootie Mac because he's, that dude's got a mouthful of peanut butter on all of, a lot of these tracks. Like the cotton mouth, like sloppy flow. It's, it's very, it's very big New Hampshire, uh, fucking let's steal your parents' Percocets after school and, and freestyle energy. Like it's, it's not, it's not cute. And I didn't need to grow up in New Hampshire to know that. (laughs) You can can picture it for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian and uh, Jason and <laughs> Jared are fucking. Yeah. Just Justin. Justin, uh, Justin if you will. <laughs> I grew up on the board. I went to school on the border of New Hampshire. So <laughs> I feel like you yeah. grew up in an area where like uh, Vanilla Ice would get uh, fucking what's ha- what's coming to him, at least. <laughs> Be cute. You know, I, I, like I grew up in two worlds. I grew up in Lawrence and I grew up in, you know, sort of Amesbury massachusetts because i yeah. went to school there so i Amesbury very could produce a van- vanilla ice and lawrence yes. would fucking undo a vanilla ice <laughs> Real that is well, i thought you were real. saying like amesbury would beat him up for like being no. not white enough I no i yeah. i feel like like izzy was saying he would have been very popular and i would have been so i would say like i would be the person that he would go up to and be like you're puerto rican from lawrence you're wasting it <laughs> God. I used because that's what white people who are into hip hop would say to me because uh. like they were like that's when fat bottom jeans and like you know b- baby fat like all that kind of stuff was like just you know all that was really popular and like I was trying to just kind of like not be racialized because I was the only brown person around and so because of that all the folks who all the white kids who desperately like wanted in their hearts and minds to be like black or brown they felt like they would i had straight up said to me like you're wasting your puerto ricanness by being so white uh vq that's crazy and and sucks yeah it does but i also feel like vanilla ice would be the kind of guy who would come up to me and be like you know i'd like you more if you acted more puerto rican Uh, yeah (laughs) like he would be like i would steal your essence if i could Shit, I'm more Puerto Rican than you. Oh, yes, exactly. Bad. That is the kind of energy he would give. Be like, and I did have white people say that to me. They'd be like, "I'm more Puerto Rican than you," and I'd be like, "I don't know if that's possible, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Whatever makes you feel good, oh. I guess." But that's why I definitely get that energy in these raps. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and it's like the whole song. So he's using, yeah, he's using "Fame" by David Bowie. 
Um, and then he has like occasional like the drop ins of like the samples of like when he used to have shows in arenas and people would cheer for him. It's like photoshopping in like more friends at your funeral. Like it's just like like Wah! like you have the audience. He's trying to hype. It is the first track. So he's trying to hype you up and make you remember like, listen, I know I've been gone for a while, but I was popular. Here are the cheers. <laughs> Here's the proof. <laughs> the beats are, I would say, in general, pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Not bad. Some Correct. good sample flips. This one's like Fame by David Bowie, but also there's like a mountain sample in there. Okay. No, I was thinking the same thing about the beats. I think they're not terrible. And he just does absolutely nothing with them. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> it, yes. It's yeah, very, I teach elementary school. And last year when I worked with third and fourth graders, the kids love to write raps and they were terrible at them because they're third and fourth graders who... Now, I think with mumble rap being the really popular thing, it's very hard. That's not an easy thing to do as a third and fourth grader. Um, so, you know, you were like, what can you sing about? And then also make good. Like, it felt like the flow of a child. And I also wonder when you were talking about the National Enquirer part, it kind of has a similar flow to like when Crisscross in Jump, when they said wiggity whack. Yes. And no disrespect to Criss Cross because they are adorable and that was a great song. And they were actual children. So, yep. again, that that's, you know. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to sing that low to fucking rag out yeah. Criss Cross. But. No. And, yeah. It was wick very age appropriate uh, rap. For they them. had a style. They started a style movement. Well, yeah. It was, you know, it was very hard to move with that style. But it was <laughs> just wear all your clothes backwards and like yeah. listen people yourself. people did it i know someone who did i live with them and they did do it <laughs> wait do we have do we have photographic evidence of dave and Un unfortunately no i wish i wish i could show oh, uh, a queen's <laughs> young korean american wearing wow. crisscross style with his yeah. friend Listen, so it, yeah, it endures. It endures um, more than the eyebrow shaving. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I have seen teens on TikTok with their eyebrows shaved like vanilla ice. It is strange and I can't explain it. The world is ending. Do what you want with your eyebrows, kids. It, absolutely. Who even has eyebrows anymore? Like, come on. <laughs> Mine are retreating <laughs> from this era. They're like, I don't want to be here. I will say, I liked, or I didn't like, but something I noticed is the lyrics. This is very common, I think. This song reminded me of a lot of when someone gets famous, particularly like hip hop artists or R&B artists, they'll usually have that, that song that's like, I know I've been away and people yeah. think fame changed me, but it didn't. I'm still real. Like I'm still, you know, from the streets or I'm still low key. Like I haven't changed. I'm still, you know, hanging with the same people. Like that is a common kind of song that happens. This is not a good version of it. No. Uh, but as, but if you wanted a palate cleanser, uh, same old G by Genuine is a very good song with a Ooh. similar uh, mindset. Yeah, I mean, this one, it rings a little hollow when it's like, hey, don't worry, guys, I'm still here, where it's like, actually, no one was worried and no yeah. one was looking yeah. for you. So <laughs> we've all been just fine. We've all <laughs> moved on. But oh, hey, Speaking of moving on. Oh, yeah. Should let's we move oh, on yes. to the wrath? Uh, yeah, the let's wrath. go ahead. The We're wrath. Gonna 
We're gonna do that. Here we go. This is Black Sabbath sample in this one. Wow. Juggalo energy on this one for sure. Definitely got that that psychopathic flow over that very very lazy uh, G funk bass and a Black Sabbath sample. Yeah, I think this is also the beginning because there is like a horrorcore influence on this album because of um, like who was involved like in in the making of the album so this kind of where like it begins to you have those elements of like just very like throat slitting like okay <laughs> like <laughs> how do you go from go ninja go to throat slitting right. uh, or blasting them in the head and going pop 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 <laughs> and the yeah. fools drop oh so... but yes it was psycho from insane poetry helped with a lot of this album and i think right. you can feel that influence <laughs> yeah, that's, you you can feel it for sure in lines like I'm. It's like that because I'm the Mizak. I carry my strizap to bust, to bust a kizap. Don't try to jizak me. <laughs> that's some real drill shit. I am legitimately <sighs> terrified. Oh my god! What he could do to what this man could do to me. Oh my He's god! The rap world's a battlefield in Vietnam, and I'm creeping <laughs> like a sniper. Taking out the suckers with an album that is funkier and hyper. So yeah, so he's he's a sniper, his and his gun is his bullets are his album. Or he says he's the dope song dealer, ready to peel a cap mm. of a whack MC. So this is like a trick that like white rappers have been doing forever. Of like they want to do the gun talk, but they don't actually know anything at all. Like right. about you have no actual connection to that life whatsoever. So they're like. Oh, well, my gun is actually like my lyrics and I'm busting <laughs> lyrical caps uh, and I'm selling the drugs of dope lyrics. Yes. <laughs> my metaphor is going to carry me through. <laughs> God, that's like it's like the equivalent of the fucking like QAnon cosplayers fucking insurrectioning the other week. It's like, yeah, we just, you know, we've we've been playing uh we've been larping on the internet about this and we don't actually have any intentions or like skill set to uh pull off what we've been fucking, you know, flexing about. So, we'll just say it was yeah. a metaphor. <laughs> the wrath of the ice man. My <laughs> my god. I mean, I am scared. I will yeah. say, I I listening to it, I was like, I do not feel good. If that was, if that was the goal, I am unnerved. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's almost offensive to analyze this. It's like it, you know, the idea that yeah. any amount of like scholarship should be applied to this is like yeah. upsetting. Like, dude, it's like that because I'm the wait, wait, guy. wait, Heather. <laughs> Lyrics might be simplistic, but I'm no simp. <laughs> Apply your Harvard education to that. <laughs> I unfortunately am, and I hate it. I hate it. Izzy, what's your what's your take on this one? There's not a lot here. 
That's very true. <laughs> like, I think that I, you said it all. It's just like very hard to, and sad to be thinking so hard about these lyrics. Cause I'm like, what is this? Oh, and I actually, one thing I did wonder when I was listening to this, I was like, huh, I wonder if simp was used in the way it was yeah. the way that it's like blown up recently. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's just like referring to like a simple person or yeah. like a simp that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, I don't think he thought about it at all. So it almost it doesn't matter. Um, this is one of the first, uh, this is uh, definitely a diss track against uh, the Pop Goes the Weasel because that was a diss track against <laughs> uh, Vanilla Ice. And that was another white group, correct? That did Pop Goes the Weasel. Pop goes like, the weasel and the weasel goes pop, pop. The funky bunch. The third base. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew it was another white rapper anyway. And yeah. Or so maybe like, a couple white rappers. I think um, so. I think so. And yeah. and that was the thing is that it was beca- it became almost trendy and like, you know, it was actually a way to get you some some attention and credibility as a another white artist to just dunk on vanilla ice. Even if you're basically doing the same thing with Pop Goes the Weasel. Okay, I will say so uh third base uh is from Queens. So got to give them that respect. I will try. Yeah. Uh and then there's I see two people who appear to be white passing to me and a black man. So. Yeah. Okay, so they got they had a token black participant to to offer them some credibility, I guess. They had um, the de- the death grips demographic split. Boom. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. That's a good uh, point though. Vanilla Ice became the way for other and it still is the the way that white rappers like because even Eminem made fun of Vanilla oh, Ice. Yeah. Like, Vanilla Ice is kind of the way you as a white rapper must prove yourself. Like, that Absolutely. is the the gauntlet of, like, at one point you must address. <laughs> or you have to. Father. Right. Vanilla or it, Ice. It, exactly. But it's also, like, it's too easy. You know what I mean? It became such a punch. Like, that's actually in the, the Ringer did another article that I thought was really uh uh, interesting about the taxonomy of white rappers and it's like there's different categories for the different white rappers and Vanilla Ice is just the punchline and he's the only one I mean he's the only one in that category he's been the punchline uh, and I think deservedly like I don't feel that bad for this dude you know what I mean but I wonder like how does how do we distinguish a Post Malone from a Vanilla Ice or like a g Easy from a Vanilla Ice or a Lil Dicky from you know like Lil Xan a Lil Xan. Yeah. How do we distinguish those? Like, are they, you know, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about I, that? I would just uh, not, I don't deal with them at all, actually. I'm going to be very <laughs> honest with you. Like, it's not because they're white. Um, I just happen to listen to it. And then when I find out they're white, I'm like, huh, maybe that makes sense. And then I just don't, I don't partake. I have some sort of like radar where I'm like, ooh, no. no. Mm. <laughs> and then once I see a couple eye tattoos, I'm like, I can't do this. No, right. Exactly. Maybe I'm one of the olds, but yeah, I, I'm not very into like the little dickies of the world. Oh, no. Yeah. And that was actually we had Brandy Blaze on to talk about Lil Dicky and 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 Lil Dicky was even like was actually there's a lot of similarities, right? Like a ton mm. of similarities. Like Lil Dicky is a rich a kid from Philadelphia or from the suburbs of like Philadelphia who was like an ad company executive or like, you know, he, he worked at an ad agency and he was basically put up to being a rapper as like a joke. 
and profited off of it so much and now has a fucking show, a critically acclaimed show on FX and fucking billboards in Times Square. I mean, this motherfucker sucks. Oh, and then the difference, I think differentiating between Post Malone and then NGEZ between them and Lil Dicky is like, what I can't stand about Lil Dicky is that very like, it's that very like, go to yoga and listen to gangster rap. Like these two things can't possibly coexist because one is like pure and Caucasian and the other is, you know, aggressive and well, all the like connotations that we put on these things. And I think that's why yes. I find Lil Dicky so annoying. It's like, oh my God, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to rap. And it's like, okay. Isn't that well, funny? <laughs> yeah. And like- He thinks okay. if he can make, like he he makes himself the butt of the joke with ever, without actually ever being introspective or vulnerable at all. He's just like, yeah. oh, see, I'm ironic about it. So it's fine. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And what you're saying is he like the idea of the comedy lies in the fact that these things are so opposite. And that in, in effect relies on like really messed up racist discourse right right like yeah. the hip-hop can't be intelligent or hip-hop can't be uh sensitive or hip-hop can't be nerdy or hip-hop you know what i mean and it's like yeah, right. black right. and brown people who created this art form actually have many personality types and hobbies so yeah fuck yes. you little dicky fuck you little dicky yeah it's forever. so bizarre to do that and i think like i was always like i love the martha stewart snoop dog concept because they're two people from very different worlds that came together and they're doing it like it is wild because their personalities were so on the table as like just so different it didn't feel like oh this like cute little old white lady and this black man doing this together even though you could look at it like that i don't feel like when you oh watch- martha did time yeah, yeah martha did do time yeah martha has way more credibility than fucking vanilla ice does and she is First of all, she's a bad bitch. Like her little thirst trap selfies in the middle of the summer from the pool. <laughs> I watch her. I watch her show with my mom. She's like constantly making these like sort of innuendos that are like so funny. You're like, this woman is. She knows her brand. She knows yeah. she's allowed to be ironic. I'll say that fucking. My dude, Robert Van Winkle, is way too fucking dumb to be ironic. Like, he is, he, you know, he is an open book. Like, what you see is what you fucking get. And what you see is garbage. And what you get is definitely, yeah, exactly, hot garbage. I wish I knew a modern day example of Vanilla Ice, but I don't know that there is. Iggy Azalea? Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty close. Yeah. Now, Iggy Azalea uh, has a pretty decent flow comparatively. That's the only thing, you know. Um, but that, what about Riff but it was, That's because T.I. literally, like, took exactly. her and, oh, like, yeah. Com- was like, you will rap like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, thousand percent. I mean, yeah, she's just a really good voice actor is what she is. She's not a good rapper. She's, you know, a, uh, a voice actor. But what were you saying, Mike Dunn? You know, I, I'm, I take it back, though. I was going to say Riff Raff, but, like, Riff Raff really – is like very method where i don't think vanilla ice is he's like he's he's fully inhabiting this character as like a lifestyle yes vanilla ice is kind of just he's just you know he's doing real estate in his spare time which yes riffraff would not be doing real estate in his spare time but riffraff seems chaotic in a way that it's like i there's got to be something else going on there that like oh yeah in another world like Whereas Vanilla Ice, I feel like he he like takes himself seriously without having, you know, justification to do so. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I think Riff Raff is like 
on another place. You could almost call Riff Raff avant-garde. There's nothing avant-garde about fucking Vanilla Ice. It is just you. what you see is what you get. and Or, or actually, you get worse than what you well, see. Well, I don't know. You don't think Roll em Up is a <laughs> avant-garde? <Smoke>. Is it <laughs> the, new, Toker's the, next wave, the next wave of hip-hop predicted... Uh, I love songs about doing pot and how cool it is to do pot and how much it is your identity. Not just pot. Reed I'm sorry. So Hootie Mac. Fucking tight. Oh, well, Hootie then you Mac. will love the next track. <laughs> Hootie Mac is so fucking tight. Hootie Mac. Puffing that Hootie Mac. Nobody has ever said that. I think it started and ended with this album, but... Um, yeah, let's get into this. So as we've mentioned, this was, uh, you know, Vanilla Ice's version of reinventing himself was just appropriating a different uh, stereotype of black culture. In this case, Rastafarianism and, uh, you know, uh, smoking weed, I guess. So that was that was, you know, that's evolution for this man. And uh, so this one is called Roll em Up. Never. Wow. 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 To take bong in in your mouth and to form it in that manner. Biggity bong. I don't want to say it's talent, but it's something. (laughs) It's audacity. I'm sorry. It's caucasity. That is what it is. That is what Um, it is. I need some herbs and spices so I can feel nice. Nice. Breeze. Cooling Listen. like a summer tree. A, a summer tree? Cooling like a summer tree? Summer tree. But yeah, a summer like tree's hot. You get cool underneath the shade of a summer tree. Uh, okay, thank you for, for oh, taking me on that journey. Go. So you got to have a very IQ to appreciate Vanilla Ice. To appreciate I know. Rolling up that Hootie Mac. Exactly. He, he loves calling weed ism. Yeah. He calls it ism. The ism feels so good in my lungs. Ism. <laughs> but he calls isn't it the there... Fun- the the um he also calls it the um yeah yeah i definitely feel like he is getting some inspiration from his rastafarian um i don't know collusion uh (laughs) when he's like when he's getting like more like singing while he's rapping Uh and like fire fire i'm like oh no yeah, yeah. He occasionally attempts to sing. He also, uh, speaking to that a little bit too, VQ, the, the lyric, you see, every time I wake up, I got to clear my head, but I clear it with cess because it goes with my dress. <laughs> so this habit, <laughs> this habit goes with my appropriation. So I guess I'm just, I'm in, I'm all in. If I have dreads, I have to smoke a bunch of, of pot, I guess. You know, I'm not of this era, but I do feel like it's pretty bold. Uh, mm. One would say even caucasity like that to be accused of appropriating and or making money off of hip hop as a white person to then respond with, I'm going to get dreadlocks or my approximation of dreadlocks. Oh, and I am going to say that I am uh, now a Rasta and or at least inspired by Rasta and now that I am inspired by Rastafarianism, I'm going to speak a lot about weed 
he so that pretty much about highly but that just he didn't but read any marcus garvey yeah i was curious <laughs> that's what i'm saying like rastafarian no. i think he literally went into a head shop and was like i'm a rasta now <laughs> he, yeah, bought that hat. he bought that yes. hat that homer wore to hullabalooza exactly <laughs> and he was like i guess i'm a rasta now like yeah, i, <laughs> I didn't not? choose it chose me like love the bong love the hat I'm going to try and make my uh, flaxen uh, thin hair do something. And here. <laughs> oh, the hair is so bad. It's just so bad. It's terrible. There's some good lyrics here. They cannot be forgotten. Oh, get yeah. Give, give it to us. You know, I think I particularly like if you don't yes. smoke, then please. Oh, here we go. If you're a non-smoker, then please don't try to speak. You, wait, I thought that is- was. In- oh, please do the full. Oh, the full the full couplet that I, I pegged out here is, you know that $20 that you've saved throughout the week? If you're a non-smoker, then please don't try to speak. <laughs> and I do remember, I will say, I do remember because my mom would give me like five bucks a day to like, you know, buy lunch or whatever in high school. So like you would get to a 20 bag by Thursday. And that is true. You would save that $20 by not eating lunch. <laughs> and eventually by Thursday, you could get like, you know, a 20 bag or whatever. So maybe I, I I guess I'm allowed to speak. <laughs> yes. You know, I am not. Unfortunately, I was part of the reduced lunch program. So unfortunately, it would take a lot. I would have to, you know, I'm not good at the math, though I do have a degree <laughs> or two. <laughs> so however long it takes to get $20 out of 50 cents. <laughs> My mom always wrote checks, so I could never do anything with that money. Checks? She would write a check every week for school. It would be like, I don't know how much our, I think our lunch was like maybe one, 150 or 175 at our school. And, uh, or like, a you could try to pay for drugs with a personal check. But it was written out to <laughs> whatever the school, I, I don't know if Damn. you wrote the district or what you wrote it to, but it was all, it was fully done. You should have just found the local drug dealer and somehow convinced your mom, like, actually, we have to do it to the manager of the cafeteria. And his name is like, <laughs> Justin uh, Paraphinex. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Put, you want to know what, though? Dare? We're in the time machine and make that happen. Yep. Put Hootie Mac in the memo line. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what were you going to say about Dare? Oh, it worked on me, unfortunately. I was one of the kids who heard, you know, the 85-year-old police officer come in and say, you know, you try weed once and your head's going to explode. So, like, I didn't try weed until I think I was out of college. And unfortunately, wow. your head did explode. And, and now here we are <laughs> reduced to discussing vanilla ice. Yeah. Well, I was rolling up that hoodie Mac personally. Uh, and so I so you may think... speak. You may speak. <laughs> I speak on it. Speak, well, I'll on, speak it. on it. I'll say I think um, I think this is one of the better beats on the album. I think this is one it's of the House better... of Pain esque. I feel like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Cypress Hill too. Like, yeah, definitely. a little Cypress Hill. Yes. And I think it's uh, one of the better songs of the album because it's one of the it's the only honest one so far. Exactly. I do believe him when he says yeah. he smokes weed. I fucking exactly. I don't believe he's out there shooting at his ops, and I don't believe no. that he's the funkiest rapper in the game. No. Nope. I do believe that he rolls up that hoodie man. Yeah. <laughs> Smokes that funky cess. I believe he calls it that hoodie mac to this day. I bet he still is like, oh, let's. (laughs) Roll up the hoodie mac. (laughs) After I finished, like, 
But he, he does HD TV shit. After I finish like building this chair, I'm gonna roll up that hoodie. Actually, pre-building the chair. Come on, if you're gonna focus on like woodwork, you gotta be a little buzzed, right? Come on. I mean, you might want to not want to buzz a couple fingers off though. True, true. Maybe that's how the <laughs> you know, eyebrow happened. You know what's weird? Hootie Mac, because I looked up Hootie Mac as well, because I was like, because uh, I at first I thought Hootie and the Blowfish, and I was like, that's not possible with the timeline. <laughs> um, but apparently Hootie Mac is the second studio album from Belle Biv DeVoe, which, you know, Boston oh. Connection, a proud one, actually, a good one. Yes, yes, proud. And um, he does reference BBV, uh, wait, BBD, rather, sorry. Yes, B- um, later, uh, BBD, like, if you will. A BBD. Uh, I, I, lo- I love Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh, but, oh, yeah, yeah he so. does reference them on another track, at least one other track on here. So, but was that, became did that become a slang term for marijuana ever? Or is it just this fucking clown? Well, this was so if this album was worked on from 1992 to 1993 and was released in 1994, but Belle Div DeVoe's second album was released in 1993. I don't know. I mean, this could be Vanilla Ice stealing from another group of black men. Um, Yes, I'm sure it is. (laughs) But Belle Div DeVoe claims that they're not referencing a drug. They claim it's just like a word they used just as like a filler word. So he's just misusing black slang. Yes. Or... You know, maybe I don't know. I I think that is it. I think he heard Hootie Mac and he was like, "That sounds like a good term for drugs." Well, for no, me. I just I just checked. He's actually right on it. I just checked Urban Dictionary. <gasps> uh, famously always correct, and it says Hootie Mac is an obscure 1990s Black American slang word for marijuana, often used for a blunt. The phrase was used by Cypress Hill, which oh. and Vanilla Ice in his song "Roll 'Em Up." Otherwise, if you aren't black or under. Or you are under the age of 35, you probably never heard this term. So I've never, and you know what's annoying? I've never heard Hootie Mac in my life. And I bet you like the term, and I bet you after this, I'm going to hear it all the time. I'm going to hear like four people in the next two weeks say Hootie Mac. No, you will not. You, I, I can we might be, we might be bringing it back. Like I might have to, in 2050, if there's time travel, I might have to come back and stop myself from doing this podcast <laughs> just to stop hootie mac from being unleashed onto the world again yeah the biggest influence we'll have ever had on the world it's not yes it's not our afro man <laughs> episode no it's bringing hootie mac back oh, oh my god no i'd rather die unknown bring him back the hootie mac should we move on to hit yes, him hard because that's please. what you do after yes. you roll him up you gotta hit him hard yeah correct yes. Like a hurricane piss Straight sack in the track Like a cornerback A man zero is back With a killer slice And bone up on the mic A damn right vanilla ice With twice the punch I put a crunch on mark You take the funky out of his bunch I hit the home run You got the third base I'm in first place Take a seat clown For the beat down all right. Yeah, you got to hold him back because he's hitting hard on this one. He's hitting. He's taking aim at all of the other clowns in the rap game, including uh, really this one. A big part of this uh, song is a diss on Marky Mark. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Taking, taking the, the funk out of his bunch. Yes. You fell into my booby traps. No more good <laughs> vibrations. I'm tired of your booty raps. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that then, made me uh, giggle. And what do you think he rhymes booty raps with, everybody? <laughs> what do we Hootie think? Mac? Hootie Mac. Hootie Mac, baby. Oh, the yeah. answer is Hootie Mac. <laughs> he also says at one point, get off my Diznock. 
<laughs> instantly iconic. Instantly iconic. Disnock. You know what? I haven't smoked at all, but like the laughter that I get from the song makes me feel high. So maybe he did something here. Uh, yeah, he definitely did something. He. <laughs> Did you catch uh, Mike Dunn or anybody? Did you catch the other the other person he tries or the other artist he tries to diss on this song? But he he makes a, a reference. Uh, now can I kick it? Of course I can. Yo, oh. you will get burned out then turned out. I'm gonna keep coming strong, song after song. You thought I'd fade? Well, you did wrong. <laughs> is he coming after a tribe called Quest? Yes, yes he is. What? He's coming oh. after? A, yeah. Oops. Don't don't you battle do. raps? Battle raps. Hit him hard. <laughs> Hit I him mean, hard. He's doing the he's doing the ice cube. He's doing the three hundred miles and running flow on this song. Mm-hmm. I can we admit that he's kind of he's kind of going hard on this song. Yes. Go ahead, Izzy. Go. Ahead. No, I I you know what I appreciate the energy that he put on this. I I want to say the the rest. Some of the other songs, I was like, "Yes, girl, give us nothing." And this. <laughs> I was like, the energy is here. I feel yes. this. I could I could listen to this and really not pay attention to the lyrics and feel good listening to this. I, I just can't get over the flowlessness of everything because it's like you can't mm. ever actually like vibe to the song because you're always yeah. like you if you even try like you want to dissociate to be able to enjoy it. But unfortunately, it's always just half a step behind or half a step too fast. And it's never, never hitting that beat ever. So it's always just kind of grinding at the edge of your skull like you can't actually fully enjoy it. But you're right. The energy is very high energy. You know, and and the, honestly, the black men chorus is good. Oh, well, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, and any- that's why I feel like there are times when I like it and I'm like, well, that's just the black men chorus. And it- I'm like, where are these black men and what do I need to do to free them from this track? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hope that they were adequately paid for their sacrifice because they did a great job, but it's a not a good place to be. No, yeah. God, how often do we have to do we say that on this show? <laughs> We're just <laughs> saying that about Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Oh well, yeah. I mean, they are part. You know, two sides of the same coin. Vanilla Ice and Kid oh, Rock. Yeah. I mean, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, like Ice, you know, walked so Kid Rock could run. <sighs> for Senate, run for Senate. He actually did. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, he was going to. And then, yeah, I, I expect a Senator Kid Rock in the next decade, unfortunately. Oh, it's going to happen. Come on. We had fucking President Trump. <laughs> no. Of everyone who has, like, a, a mozzarella stick restaurant in, in Nashville, um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be Luke Senator Bryan. Luke Bryan. Before yeah, Senator Luke Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> Senator Luke Bryan. Oh, God. Oh, you, my. you know what? Who else has restaurants? Um, Rick Ross. We might get a Senator Rick Ross. Jesus, no. Former corrections officer. Um, isn't he a bad man? Is he a bad man? I forget. He uh, he had a he had a song where he talked about like slipped in oh, her yeah, drink and she didn't even drink. know it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Controversially. And everyone had to be like, uh, that's rape, Rick Ross. <laughs> he also yeah. rapes. famously said he wouldn't go down on a woman. I believe that was Rick Ross as well. Uh, that was um No, DJ, DJ Khaled. Khaled. You're that's mixing right. up your um uh, plump rappers, if you will. 
<laughs> You're plump Pleasantly plump. Plump Miami guys. Plump Miami guys. Plump was a word I Well, at least, at least in that uh, particular category, Vanilla Ice is more progressive. And we will get, we will oh, get into vanilla that. Vanilla Ice. There's a lot of conilingus references. I'm not yes. saying they're oh, successful. God. He gets so horny for the rest of this album. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. It's just it's he very... Just, it's uh, crazy from this point forward because you think you the beginning of the album you think he's trying to be you know one part uh, white Rasta weed guy and one part white gangster shoot guns guy, <laughs> but no, really for the rest of the album he's just horny guy. Oh yeah, and it's really uh, it's really gross. It's you know really what I think gross. he's trying to do? I think because he mentions Tupac quite a bit, and I feel like. Part of it is he's trying to do what Tupac did, where it's, I have my songs that are kind of within the gangster rap category. I have my songs that are more radio friendly. And then I have my songs that are more like sort of love, you know what I mean? Much more sensitive, like sort of poetry, you know, (laughs) all of it was poetry really to an extent, but like, you know, Tupac kind of like had that sense of like, I have different facets of my music and personality and uh, Vanilla Ice, Mr. (laughs) Van Winkle, was inspired by this maybe oh no he was like i am multifaceted oh i was gonna say actually before we get into horny guy why don't we take a little break why don't we have a little uh cold shower and get ourselves ready to go for the second horny half So we are back and we are ready to clap, clap them cheeks. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm leaving. No. I take you back immediately. You came um, in too hot. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I know. Well, same with fucking Vanilla Ice, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, so we're getting hot, heavy, and horny here. This is uh, Vanilla Ice. Um, showing us that he can be a sensitive lovemaker on now and forever. Here we go. I need a woman that's sexy, straight up and erotic. I gotta have a yes, a beautiful sex goddess. The kind of girl who rocks my world doing those crazy things with whipped cream and ice cream. And everything from grapes to honey And if you ask me, I want her for nine and a half weeks money Straight stranded on a beach tee While she climbs up and down this tall coconut tree And doing wild things with her tongue and lips And her thighs, including them hips She comes equipped to leave the icy east duck The kind of woman who can make my volcano erupt It's too much Oh, I man can't. Horny Vanilla Ice is the worst Vanilla Ice. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad, dude. Her tongue and lips and her thighs, including them hips. <laughs> it's like head and shoulders, knees and toes. Her fucking sex lyrics, dude. Make my volcano erupt. Oh, man. It, it does kind of, like, the lyrics to me read like someone... And hearing and, and reading them, someone who maybe hasn't had sex before. Absolutely. Sounds yeah. like kids on AAM, like cyber sexing in like the 90s. Like this is like. Yeah. And then I put whipped cream on your. Yeah. And there's ice cream. You know, like I remember when sex. Grapes to honey. Yeah. I feel like when I was a youth and like sex was being brought up. 
like Sexy there used to I, re- I really thought more food was going to be involved you know because yeah. yeah. of that joke in um uh uh don't be a menace oh where yeah. they where they have sex with and like yes rub government cheese on each other yeah <laughs> <laughs> there just seemed to be a lot of food and sex and like music and even on tv and stuff but like then once you're actually you know with someone you're kind of like why would i introduce ice cream i'm lactose intolerant um <laughs> it's a bit of a mess it's so bad very, yeah it's very messy like you would have to lay down like something on the sheets yeah you need a if you uh-huh. need a tarp you know to engage in in sexual intercourse then maybe you know interrogate i don't want to yuck anyone's yum but it just true. isn't it's just not very convenient is what i will say no you well, don't have like a charcuterie table while you're fucking like you don't yeah thing. Uh, no it's just a, a ch- it was the it was the end of history it was a wild time <laughs> yeah no it's just for it's just people it's just a childish a completely immature childish view of like what sex is from somebody who like seems to yeah. not have had it and i mean vanilla ice was well, in that wait. sex book i mean he 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 you know sorry you telling would- me that this doesn't get you hot mm-hmm. when he says open up that hood and let me check that oil <laughs> i got the right dipstick for the job honey watch me swing while you're dancing in your g-string and let me pull up to your bumper. And if your battery is dead, I'll pull my cable out and jump you. The oh. car reference has gone on very long. Way Pump too long. you with the juice. Oh, and it continues. The juice. Engine running. Oh, yes, yes you've, you've got the body work. you got the body work to keep the Iceman coming again and again. I will say, if someone was into car fetish or, like, pretending to be cars, this would be the song for them. <laughs> what a weird you know? mix of cars and food, though. Cars, food, and he also all of that at the same time. He also says tongue around your belly button, but uh, but the absolute best lyric on this whole album, probably completely, is and with my headgear on, I want to go and explore your cave. (laughs) Yes, that that was. (laughs) I started having so much fun with this. I just all bold, like caps lock, explore your cave. And then I was just losing it. I I came up with my own lyrics here. Um, I'm out there spelunking in your gooey pumpkin. I got the gumption (laughs) to make you come, kid. You got that special something. That special something is a vagina. That was pretty good. And I'll put my face inside her. <laughs> Listen, I love, I love you know what? It's, I thought it was terrible. Good. I like spelunking. I just, I'm trying to think about this bitch. Like putting on your headgear to give a woman pleasure. Explore I think it means cave. he's like, I'm going to, are you literally putting your head in my vagina? Because that's not very comfortable for me. I mean, it's it might be for I'm someone saying. else. He calls his cum ice cream. I don't like that. Because he's ice. I don't like that. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's very, um, not only is it childish, but, it, you know, I say this, and I feel like knowing that he is a Trump supporter, this is very, like, Trump supporter sexy. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yes. Correct. Like, I'm not sex positive, but I'm going to make a song pretending that I am. I don't know. This is like when somebody, I don't know if anybody's ever tried to sext you and you're just completely yes. not feeling it the whole time. Like, some, you know, you're laying there and you're like responding. And you're like, uh-huh. Yup. I'm just whatever. And then yeah, you're just like yeah. going on and on. And you're like, I know none of this is 
none of this is good. I'm in the middle of watching some show that I feel lukewarm about and you won't leave me alone. That's how this reads. Absolutely. It's mad. It, I'm just it, trying to watch the bold type leave me alone. Yeah. Oh my, oh, my God. It's really unbearable. You're right. And it is very Trump supporter sex energy in the sense that, like, they've never experienced real pleasure because in order to, like, actually experience pleasure, you have to have some, like, empathy. You know, you can't be just a complete and total, like, you know, self Well, they know that women want them near the vagina. They just right. don't know what. And so that's why he needs the headgear because he's like, I'm going to find out. <laughs> What is happening here? It is very difficult. I'm going to need a light. Flood and lights. I don't know how far, how far is this going to go? I, I'm scared. I need my equipment. I need to be yeah. pulled back. You what know, if women, I get lost? Women are mysterious like a cave or a car. Yeah. You know, I, I tend to not Bex use like uh, metaphors. A tree. <laughs> yeah, that was also very strange. Like, is his is his dick the coconut tree? Ugh. I would assume. Why did it? Why did it? Wait. Also, hold on. Hold. Hold the fuck on. A palm tree. Yes. <laughs> a coconut tree. That's all. Coconut is it because? Tree. Is it be? Is it? Is he using <laughs> coconut tree because of nuts? Yes. Yes. Okay. This tall coconut tree. That's such a good fucking rap. What a sick I rap. I love raps that sound like And that. then I'm going to take your balls and crack it open, like, for some sick uh, water that's Milky. better than regular HTO. Like, I'm... Lots of electrolytes. <laughs> it sucks. Are you... Have you it's tried It's my gist tonight. I think... I, wow. I don't want to... I know I may have come off kind to uh, Vanilla Ice in my critiques of the last two songs, but it ends now. This sucks okay. really bad, and I hate it. <laughs> It's really okay. terrible. It's really it's terrible. So I, saw, I saw you. Who is it for? Izzy. Go ahead. What are, Who what are, is it for? Oh, Izzy. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't know. I was going to say maybe if we want to give him too much credit, you could say like that the coconuts are filled with a cream. A white milk, substance. And maybe, yeah. And maybe with he, ice cream. But I don't think that he I don't think that he came up with that on his own thinking that. No. Like if he did, he was like, yeah, coconut has nuts in it. And then somebody else was like, yeah. And they're. It's white inside too, and he was probably like, "Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's what I meant." Boom. Yeah. I also want awesome. to point out that he rhymes "coconut tree" with "on a beach." G. Oh. <laughs> this is bad. You were asking who was it for, VQ? Please go off on that monologue. I need it. I just mean like, who is this? Is this for for women who are attracted to men? Is it for <laughs> men who are supposedly wanting to be pleasing women i don't know if i can identify who is supposed to feel anything positive sexually from this song your headgear on tongue around your belly button is that a thing that's you're not it's like miley cyrus and her dead pets level like oh. sex talk oh you're absolutely right the milky milky milk yeah the creamy milky, creamy milky, cream milky. oh my god don't even <laughs> Yeah. Wait, let's it. not get to white white hot cum territory. We've been oh. there. <laughs> hot white cum, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot white cum more effective than uh, much ice, better song. Making, making ice yeah. cream suck on this ice cream. Um, all right, should we move on? Uh, I'm I'm done talking about um, vanilla ice's cream. Uh, why don't we get into the Iceman party here? This is yes. uh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. 
ninja, go ninja, go! Get on down to the sound and a good rhyme With a song that should climb Yo, straight to the top with a bullet on the tops again Another number one hit to deal with I got a fix full of junkies of hip-hop Suckers that get in the way have to get dropped Forget pop goes a weasel Cause I ran over them pumps like a Mack truck diesel And I'm pleasing all the ladies And I know not a sucker can fade me So watch me get fucked wild, yo And just pop the crowd Now everybody say, ain't no party like an Iceman boy uh, this is a ninja rap for sure. This is the this same is song. go ninja go ninja go. It yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and and you know and what? It's Aaron's party wor- basically too. And Aaron's party, yes. Oh, another Trump supporting fucking cuckoo bananas white person uh, that tried to rap. Um, oh. Ooh, yeah, he's messed up. Um, <clears throat> also, sidebar: Brian Luttrell from uh, Vashy Boys. Really? Uh, oh on yeah, one. yes. On, one. on parlor. On parlor and um, pro QAnon, he's a he's a QAnoner. Oh and God! Yeah, because uh, oh. Kevin, the elder statesman of the band, uh, his cousin like subtweeted him and was like, "Yeah, it's hard when you lose a cousin to this or like a friend or a something." Friend. Yeah, yeah. I will say Kevin Richardson aged very well, so he oh, gets yeah. the last yeah. laugh. Excellent eyebrows. It's really Excellent the eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah, and then Brian age. Now he looks like that guy from that screenshot of like uh, enemies of OK Cupid. That's like I'll make arts. <laughs> yes, that's well, why he looks. You know. He looks like the squarts guy. <laughs> yeah, Vanilla Ice. Um, he's he's like a little fatter and a little wetter and a little redder. Uh, but he still looks, I guess, decent. Um. Unfortunately, I'm, unfortunately, no. I'm not. He can't get it now. I'll say, but he, you know, <laughs> terrible. Um, this song, I would it, never, I would never let you. If even <laughs> if for some reason the opportunity came, I would. That's do. what. That's what true friendship is. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Indulge me real quick. Fuck Mary Kill, um, Mark Wahlberg, Vanilla Ice, and uh, Post Malone. <laughs> I mean, fuck Vanilla Ice, Mary Mark Wahlberg, Kill. Uh, Post Malone Absolutely Yeah Completely Thousand percent I mean Mark Wahlberg Did lots of hate crimes Is a piece of shit uh, Has tried to imagine himself As being the hero of 9-11 But he's very rich He's very 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 like very rich for me He would He would And he still has a good ass Take good care Whoa. of Whoa Yeah You know what though I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and say Marry Post Malone Fuck Mark Wahlberg And kill Vanilla Ice Because oh. if I if I have sex with Mark Wahlberg, I only have to like see him once. That's very true. Been there, been there, done that. That's situation. Maybe I'll marry Post Malone because we could then we could just game together. He's like, a and big you know what, Post gamer, right? He seems kind of fun. He has fun friends. He's friends with John Mayer, which John Mayer seems like he's very into comedy. So even though John Mayer is troublesome, I feel like oh, we have there, Dave, David David Duke Dick. What people forgot people about don't that. People don't forget, or no, I didn't I did, forget. I did forget about that briefly, actually. Wait, what is this? What are you talking about? I hate to go down this rabbit hole, but basically John Mayer... So John Mayer does love comedians, and sometimes he thinks he's funnier than he is because he likes comedians. And so he tried to make a joke in Rolling Stone that even though he's like oh. a super liberal, he has a David Duke dick. Except what? for... And then he named the actress who plays Hillary Banks, oh, except so for her. She could get he it. refuses to sleep with like non-white... Black... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. What? Or he just Awful. hasn't. He has not been attracted to them. What Awful. a fucking piece of shit! Telling I fucking on hate John Mayer. In Rolling Stone. 
Oh my! He looks God. like he was carved out of soap. So no thanks. Okay. Um, Th- this is me. anyway. Sorry, Izzy. You no no no. I have a, I have a horrible habit of of simping for white men sometimes, <laughs> and I will say John Mayer had a, a a really big, I think alcohol abuse problem for a while. So he I had to. I like, gonna stop say it. cock because he also probably. I think he does. I think he does have like a shockingly large cock, and I don't know why I know that. Go continue. Sorry. What? No, that I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I think he's um. He's sober now. I know that he's completely sober because he was like, I, I can't do that anymore. I wasn't a good person when I was. He wrote Your that. Body is a Wonderland about Jennifer Love Hewitt. I, I really. Hate- yeah. I hate John yeah, Mayer to- because the, he's the only millennial guitar player that boomers like all love for some reason. Like he's like the one that gets all the boomer praise. Yeah, he does. No, but OK. Post Malone seems like fun and he's only 25. So he's only going to keep making money. That's so, unfortunately true. That's unfortunately, true. and he has Country not rap done. Is only getting bigger and bigger. Well, and he's he's not done hate crimes, and isn't he getting into movies too? Post Malone. He's extremely disrespectful of uh, hip hop and hip hop culture, and and well, Heather, back. you you gave us quite the doozy though. There's no winning here. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's exactly, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. What what what's we, your ranking? We can't kill them all. Um, <laughs> You know, I would kill Mark Wahlberg um, on principle. I would fuck Vanilla Ice. He's, he's, most of it will just be him trying to find my vagina. So I feel like (laughs) that's okay. At least he's willing to look as opposed to DJ Khaled. Exactly. Exactly. He's willing to look. Look like he's found a clit. Come on. So the thing is with Post Malone is that if I marry him, I don't have to have sex with him. Right. I will stay in the marriage for as long as I have to, um, <laughs> to obtain some of his capital, and then I'd sure. be gone. For sure, nice. for sure. So yeah, so, yeah. Iceman party, huh? Oh yes. Unfortunately, we do have to talk about this. I don't know. Uh, I only have one note on it. Yes. So there's a line in the song that is so get on down with the program, folks. It's '92 and I'm back, and it's no joke. So. One, that does not rhyme. No. And two, that is not the correct year that it is. <laughs> I thought it was 94. <laughs> Why are you saying, folks, it's 92? Because, you know, it took a while to, you know, produce the album. I think mm-hmm. he probably laid the track, but then it took it took some time. He's not a historian, Michael. The 92 <laughs> doesn't rhyme with anything in either of those lines. It's not like an internal rhyme or something. So you could have... <laughs> If that's what you had written in your notebook, you could have changed it to the release year quite easily. Wow. He was busy jet skiing. Number six. You don't get number six if you have to go back to the studio to, like, re-record. <laughs> no. Yeah, did he not realize what year it was? Do you think it was I, still 92? He was on a lot of fucking Hoochie Ma- Hootie Mac at this point, so who knows? He was on heroin and cocaine. Oh, yeah, that too. too. That too. So yeah. Hootie Mac, Hootie Mook, Hootie Mooch. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that he recorded this in 92. Like you said, how Ice Ice Baby came out like years before. I bet he recorded this and it was probably both financial and like just laziness and the drugs that he like didn't go back to this. And they were like, yeah, yeah, just whatever. It's fine. Yeah. The implication then is that he was working on this album for the entire four year span. For years. Like, <laughs> it's rough. Or, it's, or it's carelessness that he just like did it. It wasted studio time. And they're like, all right, we got to get back in the studio and do more. But we don't have time for you to keep trying to do that. You know what I mean? 
So it could be that they did it and maybe it took a while, not because it was like, oh, we're putting a lot into it. It took a while because it was like, oh, my God, this man can't get anything done. (laughs) Yeah, dude. He's just hitting that. He's blowing smoke, man, Mm -hmm. in more ways than one. Um, My only note is when he says, bring in you more wraps to keep the dance floor packed. So get off the Bozak. What is a Bozak? What is a Bozak? What is that? None of us have any. Uh, any, Oh no! I know! I know! It was. It was no. They were known for making some of the world's best stereo systems. Oh. Uh, Oh. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that translation. Uh, And then uh, he also has another line where he says, "Everybody thought that the ice was gonna fade out, but you was wrong. Because I never get played out. Well, unfortunately, who's who's gonna tell him? (laughs) That may not be the case." Mr. Yeah. I keep wanting to call him Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> it's close enough. It's honestly. Wait, close. we can call him Whip Van Winkle. We sure can. Wait. He goes just... on to say, uh, shout out to everyone who bought Vanilla Ice tapes and everybody overseas, my man. All of Europe, Australia, and Japan. Uh, no matter where you reside, I'm in every record store. Because the ice is like worldwide. Come on and catch the vibe. So he's doing proto Pitbull. Mm, uh, yes. Yeah, a little bit. Worldwide. The original Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> up, up, like that's when it started being like we're gonna reference like all of these different cities, these different countries, right? And particularly if you're going like Tokyo, that's like the number one reference of like I'm so popular. Tokyo is like the ends of the earth. Yeah, like in Tokyo, Tokyo listening South to me. America. Um, I will say the energy on this one. I think similarly to. Um, his diss track earlier, it's a little higher energy. I like kind of believe the reference to old Vanilla Ice, you know, and I think who knows, maybe this was a track that like his label was like, please make another more like song that the kids would like because they are the ones who mostly bought your tapes. Okay, so like respect your audience. Yeah, like an Ice Ice Baby, right? And there is actually there's one song I would say, uh, well, we'll get to it, obviously, but I think the last song is like the best song in the album and like actually is like a decent single like follow up that my, I don't I don't think it was it wasn't successful. But if anything was going to be successful, it's that one. And I think you're right. Like on this one, they're just trying to get him to, you know, they're, they're he's he's trying to pump up the energy again, which we need at this point uh, no. because it's, no, the song sucks shit. Stop. Oh, I know. Nice I know. <laughs> This is, come on. It's really bad. No, it's really bad. You like Iceman Party? No, I don't, but he's at least. You think it's bringing the energy? (laughs) I think it's his, I I kind of agree with Heather. I think it might be his sweet spot. This like jumpy shouting. I think he needs to shout in order for these songs to work. Yeah. But in a, in a more like upbeat way, not in a, I'm coming for you way, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, all right, well, let's let's move on. Yeah, because you're right. It does suck shit, and I'm definitely grasping at straws. Um, let's go to Oh My Gosh. Here we go. Is this another horny sex song? Is that this one? No, this is just a fucking nonsense song. Oh, okay. Cool, great. Here we go.
I just keep thinking about immigrations and customs enforcement when I hear him Me say. too. I was yeah. literally about to say that. I was like, I feel a little like, you know, like every time I hear like the ice or I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, Especially why are this we- one. Like he, this is a mutual aid request, you know, run and tell your crew and tell them ice is near. This is like the, you know, the uh, fucking text chains that we've had to create in this fucking nightmare uh, timeline with a Trump presidency. Like, I, yeah, I kept thinking that, too, you know. The hook isn't bad, but that's because it's, a again, another funk reference. Oh, yeah, right, for from sure. From the funk group, the Skull Snaps. Yeah, I mean, ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement is indeed lethal and terrifying mm-hmm. and certainly much more terrifying than Vanilla Ice. Why is he flexing having a gun, dude? Like, it's Got so... A Smith & Wesson. The, there's so many nonsense, complete nonsense lines mm-hmm. throughout this song. A word, word to the herb, as you heard. (laughs) To my zone, coming straight up like my man Al Capone. You try to cross me up, I'll jump you like you was a checker. And like Jerry Rice, I'm into breaking all records. So open up your ear and look inside here. And keep yourself in line and please don't steer. He really likes cars. He loves a good car <laughs> yeah. reference. He, um, there is also a, a little hammer disc. Did you guys catch the hammer disc where he says, you can't touch this. Welcome to the hit list. Try to play me out. You catch a big fist quick. So, Did Hammer oh. do something to him? I didn't catch this in my research. I think that Hammer, uh, yeah, I think that Hammer, because also Hammer was being, you know, kind of mocked in the media at this point, and, like, people were, like, oh, talking yeah. about Hammer being corny. So I think for a lot of people, it was like, well, here's Vanilla Ice. Like, he's way worse, you know what I mean? So it was just, it was cliche almost a clown on Vanilla Ice at that point, and I think that, yeah, mm-hmm. Hammer, Hammer turned on Ice and, you know, made fun of Ice to probably distance himself from the the criticisms of being you know corny washed up like bullshit uh so he's gotta you know he's gotta say some shit about it i guess yeah the herb as you heard (laughs) yeah man i'm hitting three pointers just like larry bird i know right it's almost like he just went into like the hip-hop like you know whatever dictionary like this it was like what are the references i should be making larry bird al capone nba bird Smith and Wesson. Uh... Pop, pop in your eye. Don't try to ask me why. <laughs> I will ask you why if I get popped in I my eye. I think that's what's bad is that his raps, no. they don't make sense and not even in the fun way. No, exactly. Yeah. Oh, he definitely wrote these when he was in high school. He had to. No, yes. unfortunately. No way. He went to the vault. Yeah, he I went know. to no, he, his he, Dallas suburban home. And was like, Mom, where are my boxes? She was like, in the basement. He went down there and found some of his high school poetry and was like, that'll do. That presumes that this was a kid who ever wrote poetry. Like, I'm sorry. He claims he loved poetry. Oh, really? Yes, he claims he was into poetry. And that's how he got, that was part of his getting into uh, hip hop. That would be that much sadder if in four years since his big hit, he couldn't do anything but just rehash his high school poetry that's also his high school poetry fucking sucks man of this shitty album i also feel like a lot of the time when it was like a thing for hip-hop artists to say because some did and you could tell whose were more poetic Mm -hmm. and i feel like he probably heard that and whoever was like working for him was probably like yeah yeah you should start telling people you like look to poetry 
I don't know what kind of poetry this is. <laughs> Acrostics, maybe. Lacrostics. <laughs> yeah. Bro, broetry. It's some broetry. Is it, it is very fucking cheesy. I mean, I don't it's think so this dude bad. ever graduated high school, so it's not like you know, it's not complex. And just like Mike was saying, I don't think he ever like matured past that age, you know, either. And I mean, I don't think I still don't think he has. Um, it's yeah. really, it's really awful. Uh, let's move you don't on. Think he's made strides, you know, emotionally since he went Amish. <laughs> No, I don't think no. his time with the Amish had much of an effect. Yeah, it's like asking whether, like, you know, Nicole Richie and uh, Paris Hilton yeah. were meaningfully changed by their experience living on a rural farm in Ohio. <laughs> oh, yes. I've seen their embrace of minimalism in the simple, simple life has been quite evident. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right, let's get on to the next one here. This is Minutes of Power. I got the fucking rhyme that'll please, that'll please. And my dance break overseas. So when I come to town, be prepared to be hyped up. Hype was on the mic turned on, I get psyched up. Psyched up. VIP gets it started with the intro. Bust this smooth moves on top of it's the mental. Turn up the beats in the jeeps louder. Here we go, y'all, with minutes of power. Minutes of power. What is the Minutes of Power referencing? What the fuck is Minutes of Power? <laughs> what does that mean? Anyone? I tried to find context in the other lyrics, but it's like, it's just the same shit he says in every song. You know, he likes to be on the mic and sexy ladies and he's rocking it and kicking kick, kick funky rhymes and yep. for Minutes of Power. What? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then he does later on say, minnily, 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 minutes of power. <laughs> skiddly beam up, skiddly whoa. It's <laughs> fucking rush. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, yeah, I have no idea what minutes of power. I mean, they have kind of like the jock jams, like um, like basketball, like arena, like uh, sounds in the song. Maybe it's like the final minutes of a court. I, I can't. I, I don't I don't actually want to explain it. Like it's it's hurting my brain to even think about it. He's taking from good funk music again. I know. That's why it works, because he's taking from like the Eiley Brothers, James Brown. Well, yeah, I mean, this was the era of G-Funk. I mean, this was like an entire yeah. movement in hip hop where, you know, specifically um, you know, George Clinton, Parliament, Funkadelic, and then like Sly and the Family Stone and other, you know, Isley Brothers and fucking, you know, um, the Ohio Players and all that stuff. It, it was taking these, you know, samples and remixing them and like getting that really heavy, heavy bass line, that like synthetic bass line and the, you know, um, he it is a formula that works uh, for sure. And he's definitely like whatever his producers are are copying it and appropriating it for sure. Uh, oh, we didn't we didn't catch this, but the last song, "Oh My Gosh," he sampled uh, "Say It Loud." I'm black and I'm proud by James oh, Brown. Oh no! Oof. The producers were the Hitmen, who were a rap group from Compton, California. Okay, right. So that that all makes sense. I mean, the the beats are definitely the best part of this album for sure. The beats mm -hmm. remind me a lot of um, the Lynch Mob. Yeah, it's I can hear that. It's got that. It's it's super West Coast, so it's he he got, you know, much like a like like a lot of white rappers do nowadays. You know, you get you get the right producer in there, and it, it yeah. lends it lends some false legitimacy. 
Right. I mean, I don't even think you can begin to give this guy or like pretend that this dude has any legitimacy on this fucking song. Now, what you gonna do when my boys are on you? You know, a hard head makes for a soft shoe. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Wait a, get, wait a second. That's I, something where I have to literally think about. Like, I have to play it out in my head. I'm like, the head is hard. There's a shoe. The shoe, a hard head makes for a soft Stop thinking. I don't want you to use your precious mm-hmm. brain cells on this. Like, so is I, someone, I, is he is he trying to say, like, my head is so hard that if you kick me, the material of your shoe is going to slack greatly? Yeah, I think that's I the implication. Okay. He does another one of those, uh, like, my rhymes are bullets, like, loading up my lyrics with the double nine double M clip, shooting all enemies. You're not even a friend of me. I, I ain't Spike, <laughs> Spike Lee, Lee, so I do, like, the, wrong do the wrong thing, thing G. G. No. Is you know, a- no, don't, don't reference black no. people in your music who you did not consent you should have asked i don't think spike lee consented to this and, don't and then say no. you're gonna do the opposite of mookie throwing the fucking trash can through the window too don't like do don't the wrong comment thing? on that on do the, just like maybe leave your commentary on do the right thing at the door <laughs> did you uh, watch it that's what i want to ask i'm like did you see the movie Van Winkle? <laughs> no uh, shooting all enemies you're not even a friend of me is so fucking good it's, it's so stupid it's so stupid dude he's such a fucking dumb dumb if you're shooting me i assume we're not close you're not <laughs> even a friend of me yeah i love when you just throw like an unnecessary <laughs> word in there to like, like even like, but that, i think that's that is a lot of his rap though it's almost like he's like shit i gotta come up with another line okay this will do and he still, again, never manages to fit in the pocket. Like, I know, you know, those those parachute pants probably didn't even have pockets. Like, he's Tina just... Burner was more in the pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. How that dare was you? rough. That was rough. Um, all right. Let's get on to the next one. Uh, another cunnilingus uh, anthem. And uh, again, I'll give him that's like the smallest bit of credit that I'll give him for being a little bit uh, sexually progressive uh, with I go down. Uh, here we go. Never came my way. All I ever came up with was a broken heart. You see, I can't stand to be alone. While my boy straight kick it with the biddies while I'm sitting by the telephone. Every time I hear it rain, it wasn't who I wanted it to be. It's just the same old thing. Another day, another heartache. No pain, no gain. Just looking for a good thing. I don't think there's a single uh, uh, like accurate or effective rhyme in that entire <laughs> clip. <laughs> Or in this entire song. Well, it depends on what your goal is. Is your goal to attract women? <laughs> then no, it's not going to do that. But well, he wants to attract a very specific kind of woman too. Yeah, a, a uh, woman. He needs her to be perfect, like Kodak. Picture mm-hmm. perfect body, like an hourglass figure. Okay. See, that uh, was stupid. Like, why are you going to reference Kodak and then do picture perfect? Like, it's so. It's just redundant. It's, it's not yeah. clever. I think he thinks it's clever, but it's not. Sorry, Mike. Continue with the ideal woman. I want to know who she is. <laughs> well, uh, she's going to be cool in the head. And yes. you know he's got to dig her. Yeah, right. The type and, that never <laughs> says no. Oh. Because she's down to the fullest. Uh-huh. And then another what line that starts with cool, two lines after the previous one that started with cool, uh, like the wind blows. Yeah, the type that never says no. I want a woman... That never, ever, ever says no. 
Overall, um, the song is conflicting because I at first he's starting off like I'm looking for love, you know, like real love. love. Exactly. I was gonna say this is totally his. Yes, I need love. but then it becomes like I'm looking for this. Like it, it, like he says, love is blind. Like he's saying, like it's about love, but then it goes back to like I'm looking to fuck this type of person. Mm-hmm. Here are her measurements. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really incel logic. Yeah, it is incel logic. Yeah, because also at one point I wrote this in my notes. I was like, a uh, common trope of expecting utmost loyalty from a woman, but alluding to the fact that you will probably cheat and you'll offer yeah. nothing. Yeah. You I'm have so lonely, but she's got to be perfect. Yeah, and I have nobody who shows any interest in me, but I, my standards are through the roof. Oh, and also in cell logic, or like like the type of dating profile you'd see from like that type of dude, like naming yeah. the song "I Go Down," having the hook be "I Go Down," but not no nothing about technique, no nothing at all oh, that actually yeah. any evidence that he that he knows what he's doing when he, he goes. He literally down. doesn't. He has to wear headgear. <laughs> We've heard this already. We know. He's I will like, find it. He's got like six. He's like Inspector Gadget fucking underneath the hood. Also, oh. it's that common thing of like, you know, I want some like, let's see, but the odds are still against me. I'm making paper and still need that one that wants to be with me and not for the money nor the fame. He uses the word nor. Just nor. keep that, hold that. Uh, but for me, one who can give me that security so if you're out there, this one's for you. You'll be down with me. Then maybe I'll be true. So that's like, maybe I'll be true if you fit all these things. But also, whenever rich men are like, oh, you know, I want a, a woman who like wants me for me and doesn't care about the money, but she has to be, you know, an hourglass figure and she has to do this and she has to, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, wait a second, oh, wait yeah. a second, wait a second. <laughs> also, like... You would find a girl who doesn't want you for your money if you didn't make it your personality. But at that point, your money is a part of who you are. If you're, if that's like, it's the only thing that would make me want to fuck you. Well, again, I guess, unfortunately, not, oh, and not, I guess, not mind blowing era, but the the, the, <laughs> the original one. I, I it's good. very, it's very, yeah. This is actually making me mad too because it's making me think of the incel esque. Uh, the prompts you fill out on Hinge and they're, they're like, oh, I just want somebody honest and loyal. And it's like, okay, this is weird because that's like kind the of the minimum. bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're implying that there aren't anybody like that. Yeah. Listen, I, I want a weird. conventionally hot liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let me just lay it all out there. I'm here to be cheated on. (laughs) I am here to be cheated on. If you're shaped uh, like this, (laughs) then it's okay. It's fine. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. That is great. Um, This this song is not. And the next one isn't either. But let's move on to it. This is a funky rhyme spelled with a PH, baby. Here we go. I got the funky rhyme sometimes they leave you scared, bro. It's like looking down a shotgun barrel. Pump up the sound to the max as if you did, yo. My group is dope and I hope that you're prepared. So give it up smooth cause the ice has got it sewed up. The bum rush is on and vanilla's gonna blow up. Sit in your grill, loke. I'm kicking it real fly hops. This is how it's done, homies. And you know I got funky. This is the maybe the best 
beat, but God, nobody asks you to get funky vanilla, please. I am fatigued. I do not want to watch vanilla get funky. I want this no. to be over. This album feels like it's 3,000 minutes long. It's so, so long. Oh, it's long. true. So long. Yeah, it's, uh, God. He's obsessed with being funky. Well, yeah, that is a, a recurring word a lot. And I didn't realize until this song that he was spelling it P-H-U-N-K-Y in his oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah, baby. If you look in his lyric book, I'm sure it always says Pahunky. Oh. <laughs> it's like Prince. You're right. It's never in a title. <laughs> um... Yeah, he has. Uh, I don't have a lot of notes for this one. He's got a little diss to the critics at the end uh, where he's like, this is to everyone who tried to fade me out. You lose. Yeah, <laughs> Which is very Trump. Lyric, Big every, Trump energy. Every other lyric is about how Ice Ice Baby was huge and number one for Mad Weeks and like he sold 11 million records. But that was four years ago at this point. Oh, yeah. He's like leaning on that one boast in like every song. I love that Izzy got out her matcha. She's like, <laughs> she's like, it's time for matcha. It's the album time. is long. I'm cozy. No, no, it's it's <laughs> yeah. We we can move right on to the next one here. This is uh, uh, blowing my mind. Get it? It's blowing my mind because it's mind blowing. Um, um, here we go. It's bad. That I'm on a mind and a player like me is very hard to find. I like the way she licks her lips staring in my eyes I must admit she's got some juicy thighs I like the way she wears her hair and the tight skirts fit That's why I got her in my mix All she wants to do is hit the sheets and keep it going That's why I'm mind blowing Blowing my... I, I, whatever, who cares? This is the title track? <laughs> yeah. The one that flips Sarah Smile by uh, Hall & Oates? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I as a Hollow Notes fan, I was like, "This is not what Sarah Smile was supposed to be about." Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not a How good. Dare you. It's the worst sample flip on the album. Like they don't even do anything good with it. Because they don't really do a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. Really atrocious flow on this song. Really Oof, terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ter- not even close to like anywhere near the beat. I do like this line though. She whispered in my ear. Saying those things that only a Mac would like to hear. Because, you know, like, only Macs, like, when, like, sexy talk <laughs> in their ears. Like, if you're not a Mac. You're like, ah, like, Kim, get uh, away from me with that I, naughty I, talk. I, I'm out. <laughs> Too much. You're, Save it for the Macs. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're soiling my ears. <laughs> I prefer sex that's quiet. Stop. Stop it. I'm out. I'm out of here. Oh, man. It sounds like some Mac talk. That sounds like that sounds like some Mac talk, Kim. We've talked about this. <laughs> I thought you wanted to turn things around. Oh man, uh, I just yeah. There's off came the top. She's looking in my eyes. Here we go with the big surprise. Apparently, she loves looking in his eyes. God, I mean, really into the eye contact. Ten minutes passed. I got my eyes on her. Ugh. She's shaped like an hourglass. Again, with the hourglass. Also, he's proud of the fact that he's had sex for 10 minutes. 10 whole minutes. Also, I'm confused because there's a narrative here, right? Kim came over. She's in the dwelling. um, (laughs) But then all of a sudden, she's got a popsicle. Oh, yeah. Oh, she put it in her mouth quick. Yeah. Like, so did she come over and say, hey, can I have a popsicle? 
<laughs> or did she bring sprinted, the popsicle? Sprinted to the fridge, put the popsicle in her mouth quick. <laughs> you gotta get that popsicle in my mouth. Post haste. Why is everything 13 year old sex cliches? Like, again, with the food and like the fucking. I mean, she's already it's... there. Why is she doing all of this popsicle stuff? <laughs> right. What is with the innuendo? Like, you're starting this. Oh, God. It's it's so bad. It's so also bad. the the hook itself is actually um from Heatwave. Mind blowing. And, yeah. That's... You know, so that's not that, but yeah, that's again not a song that I felt was for attracting uh, at least someone like me. It's it's fucking leisure suit Larry sex. Like I can't I can't deal. I with will it. say yeah. at one point I wrote this down. Now the heat is on my fingers, still in her hair. The, is the heat like her? You know uh-huh. her cave. Her cave warmth okay. if you will is that what he's Moistness referencing from her cave the stalactite yes, exactly is that what is that the heat he's referring to on his fingers uh, well i think if, i if it was that would be kind of clever i kind of that might be a little bit sexy like you know that's kind of yeah. hot but um i doubt i doubt it that therefore though then he ruined like if we were to isolate that line maybe but then the next one is now she's reaching for the underwear and unfortunately underwear just no Say panties or say nothing. You don't need to say just God. I Underwear just isn't the sexiest uh, word. No. no. Could be. Yeah. And rhyming in her hair with under. I just it's terrible. It's Why terrible. did they do so many horny songs? Do you know the next one? The closing track is also a horny song. It's OK, but it was horny. What the- maybe. This really begs the question, and you guys would probably all know more than me because I think you seem a little bit more well-versed in 90s music by choice, not (laughs) assuming you're older than me because I think we're all the same age. Oh, no, it's by requirement, I love that, Izzy, you're going, like, around to be like, you guys are old. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but what what I'm wondering is the early 90s were either very different sexually or he is just completely because i feel like every 90s song that i've heard is either like pretty graphic or pretty like innuendo-y but not immature like this is immature i don't know we had the humpty hump like come on you know there was two live crew rum shaker there was fucking but that was pretty those were pretty intense Uh, is well Uh, yeah sir mix a lot Oh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. feel like this is him trying to be in that same lane, but he just, it, it is so charmless. It's so yeah. funny. It's, it's small really, dicked. It's very small dicked energy. For yes. Me. Okay, no, you're right. I do know more 90s music than I thought. I think I think I confuse every genre that's not uh, 2010s or later. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That's, that's Fun fair. surprise, I'm actually 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> And we've committed crimes by doing this podcast. (laughs) But don't worry, my mom is going to sign off on this. It's totally fine. That's great. We have the clearance. Uh Oh, Um, my gosh. All right. Well, why don't we fucking just end this whole ordeal? Uh, The last song here, you're right. It's another horny song. For some reason, it fucks harder than any of the other songs for me. Weirdly, I liked this one a little bit. I I don't like it, but it was... uh, Okay, fine, I take it back. Here we go. This is Step Noose. <laughs> 
skills to even get paid. Grab the mic and you will verbally get slayed. I raid the track like a terrorist. And with my napalm bomb lyrics, I got them scared of this. So be prepared to be taken to the twilight zone. And the VIP is bad to the bone. Ain't no way it gets me, you can get juice. Ain't no way it gets me, you can get juice. Ain't no way it gets me, you can get juice. Back off the stage and watch Vanilla Ice get loose. All the ladies. All the it's okay. the only one he catches a beat on. It's the only one he catches a beat on in the whole song. That's the only reason he why I think. He seemed pretty hyped yeah. at the end there. It's his mm-hmm. most verbose song. He packs the most words into it, but they're not good <laughs> words. No. Yeah, we I, the second verse. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I actually think somebody else had to write this. I think that somebody wrote part of this. And then yeah. keeping rappers next in a noose was quite a choice. quite a choice to make as a white rapper Um, but then there's a bit of social commentary that I think that he did not realize he was doing I read the track like a terrorist and with my napalm bomb lyrics uh, I got him scared of this and honestly I think that he is calling the United States terrorist a terrorist country Um, the US did use napalm to terrorize other countries so honestly maybe this whole thing is a ruse to be Yes. You know, secretly very social justice focused man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Bay Vanilla Ice. (laughs) You can tell he's really woke because uh, later in the song he says, I get ya right where I want ya and I'm about to let ya have it. I'm talking about my carrot. You're the bunny rabbit. Oh, dude, that whole, there's so, all right, let's start from the top there though. Okay, okay, okay. He's yeah. saying this so fast. Like I, I will give it to him. He's got flow. He is riding the beat on the song, but mm-hmm. as he's riding the beat, he's saying the women want to ride my pickle like it was a bicycle, or just lick it like a popsicle. I got again. another again with another the popsicle. popsicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a little time to waste, so baby, put it in my face. I want to taste your nectar, and I bet you that I get you where I want you. And I'm about to let you have it. I'm talking about my carrot. You're the bunny <laughs> rabbit. Here it is, baby, honey doll, grab it. Open up so I can have it. Ooh wee, do like BBD and do me, baby. You're the lady who makes me loony, screaming ice, ice, baby. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking. I mean, it's really stupid, but like, I, I it's really stupid. I can't possibly defend it, but it is the only song on yeah. the entire album that I feel like he hits an actual beat for. But I that didn't catch true. that line about the fucking noose. I'm the carrot. You're the bunny rabbit. Oh, God. It's bad. I don't think it was as good as uh, roll him up or hit him hard. Wow. I... It, it doesn't matter, actually. <laughs> it, yeah. it really doesn't if matter. I had, if I had to fuck, Mary kill, then I think. Roll, <laughs> yeah. roll him up. <laughs> I might. For all I of might. them. <laughs> For all of if them. If I had no I'll choice. I'll fuck, marry, and kill. Roll him up. Roll up. <laughs> um... Yeah. Wow, guys. Okay. I don't think we need to analyze this anymore. I think we've thought way more about this album than Vanilla Ice ever did. Um, And we have, thank God, we've made it to the very end here. And it is time to rate the album. So uh, Izzy, uh, as a a new guest, will explain how it works. But basically, uh, we review each album. We rate it on a scale of zero to negative five because we don't talk about good music on the show. Um, and we it's of some things. So we have to pick a quantifier. So for the Duck Dynasty episode, we had negative zero to negative five corkscrew penises, for example. Um, and uh, that's just anatomically correct. That's just duck anatomy for you. But um, so you guys get to choose the quantifier and 
one of you as the guest, feel free, VQ or Izzy, to uh, give us our first rating. Um, I think Hootie Max is yes. clear, <laughs> the clear winner. I think yeah. I, we'd all be disappointed. Right. If we right. didn't end That's on a, a Hootie Mac. Do we end on a fat sacks of Hootie Mac? Fat sacks of Hootie Mac. Okay, yes. so rating it on fat sacks of yes. Hootie Mac. Um, so I'm going to take sorry a second. I'm sorry you said that. I'm sorry you said that. <laughs> I, I, I need to recover from that. <laughs> Because we just came out of a sexual song, so it just, it was a lot. Yeah, we need a refractory period here. Before, <laughs> before we get right back on the fat sacks of Hootie Mac. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Izzy, would you, uh, do zero to negative five uh, fat sacks of Hootie Mac, would you like to start us off? Uh, this is a lot of pressure. I'm going to go ahead and say I will give him negative four fat sacks of hootie max because overall i did hate it but <laughs> there were some redeeming qualities that make it not a negative five that's totally reasonable a couple small gems in there and i i think it was bold of him to try this well, that is giving a white man credit that he doesn't deserve, but I won't blame you for it because we are conditioned to do it in this society. But you know what? It's still a negative bold. four fat sack of Hootie Mac, That's man. true. That's true. Yeah, bold. and bold is not always a good thing. That's oh. True. Brave would, would imply good. Bold sometimes I feel like is... Ooh. It's like you went and did that. Yeah. And with it's a like raised when, eyebrow. But I feel like it's like when a Southern person says, oh, bless her heart. Yes. They don't mean like, that. Or yeah. like bold, like uh, the Doritos taco at Taco Bell. Like Got that was it. a bold choice. <laughs> yeah, not the. And right then choice, when they did the, and then when one. they did the Cool Ranch Dorito taco, that was an even bolder choice. <laughs> zesty, zesty choice. A zesty and boldy choice. <clears throat> no, that's Hootie a great, Max. very fair rating. Uh, VQ, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna go with negative four. Point five uh, sacks of Hootie Max. Yeah, yeah. Go again. I will. I will say that I want to give credit to the samples. Yes, the samples were good. Uh, the funk music was good. Um, the black men who were brought in to do uh, the chorus work—they were very good. So I want to give them their proper credit, and so that's why I went with a negative four point five. Absolutely. Very fair, very reasonable. Uh, but it's not something I'd ever listen to again, so that's why it, it just has to be very negative. Absolutely. I will have to, I think, I think I'm going to give it a negative four as well um, because I agree with everything you said, VQ, um, but he did say Disnock, and he also made me think about uh, like a, a literal like caver, like spelunking for cunnilingus and both of those like moments made me laugh out loud genuinely and i don't often do that on this show uh so i'm gonna give it a negative four it's uh you know fat sacks of hootie mac it's fucking terrible and i don't want to give him any credit at all um but uh you know making me laugh you, you, you that that's is, fair it's medicinal i need i desperately yes. need yes these are like times where laugh is needed. <laughs> exactly. The laughter is appreciated during these times, whether intended or not. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Mike Dunn. Uh, I don't know. It was a, this. This guy's already. He was already way past his prime four years after he blew up. Like, 
Oh, yeah. This album sucks. Like, even though, yes, it does have good beats uh, in, on some tracks, and, like, sure, he, he does a, like, mildly close to okay <laughs> Ice Cube impression on a couple tracks. It's mostly, like, the worst that rap has to offer. Uh, I'm going to do negative 4.75. Whoa. Saxophony Mac. Wow. You gotta, you gotta let a little room for the the ice cream to <laughs> rise to the top there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll leave the little point two five for the beats, but yeah. I mean, I think anyone, yeah. anyone who sold eleven million records can buy good beats, uh, you know, correct. for their follow up. But that's not gonna make it a good album. Absolutely correct. It completely, completely, and totally reasonable. Uh, an absolutely atrocious album, and uh, thank you slash we hate you stoppies for uh, making I think the correct decision here to torture us with this one. It really was, it really was, uh, you know, terrible and uh, foundational in its in its awfulness. It's 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 a it's on the Mount Rushmore of um, bad art, and and you know I'm glad we we finally took it to task. Um, I want to thank our incredible guests, Izzy and VQ, for being on the show with us today. Yay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, I'm, thank I'm, you so much. Could you say that one more time in a way that is convincing, maybe? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I like think a- the word, I don't know if the word is thanks. I think the <laughs> word is, um, you know, I'm glad we made it. Yes, words. absolutely. Um, and I want to give both of you uh, each each of you a chance to uh, share and plug anything that you uh, want the folks to know about how people can support you. Let's start with Izzy. What are you up Ooh. to in this nightmare pandemic timeline of uh, doom? Well, every Sunday night at except tonight, I <laughs> <laughs> do an Instagram live show called Taking It Izzy. Um where I interview different people about how they're taking it easy during the chaos that, you know, is being in quarantine and everything going on in the world, how you're just either relaxing or or staying productive if you are somebody that is finding time for passions and stuff like that. Whatever it is, there's no real definition to taking it easy. Um, I love it. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. All my social media is at Izzy DeRosa, I-Z-Z-Y-D-A-R-O-S-A. And my website is just izzyderosa.com. It's pretty boring, though. I would say the majority of my work is on my Instagram. You got some great pictures on your website, I'll say. You got some very professional, like, cute photos on there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Support Izzy. She's awesome. I'm so glad that uh, VQ that you, uh, I mean, I don't know how glad you are, but I personally am thrilled uh, that you came along for this jet ski ride with us into the sunset of uh, terrible trash art. And- I had a lot of genuine laughs, which is <laughs> good. You know? Honestly, any fucking way I can get a, a spackle of serotonin in this fucking... Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. Um, and VQ, how can we support and love on you? So uh, I am a part of the Boston League of Wicked Wrestlers. You may have heard of it. Um, we are a demure group of <laughs> uh, charismatic, uh, giggle-chasing athletes, um, yes. and we can be found uh, on Instagram at 
blow b l o w w underscore Boston, Hell and yeah. then we can also be found uh, on Facebook at Boston League of Wicked Wrestlers. And if you Google that, you will also find our website. And um, yeah, we have a lot of content coming up, uh, particularly with our Patreon. So if you are looking for other things to stream that you never thought you would stream before, we are definitely a contender. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see me as my wrestling alter ego doing China fitness in my <laughs> attic, yes. then you can definitely subscribe. Or actually, I'm going to be doing a cooking show uh, nice. the, <laughs> the great bad Bradley's baked off where I'm going to be um, cooking things from the fucking Bradley's cookbook that I got. <laughs> Amazing. So get it. excited, get excited for this content, <laughs> this hyper specific content. Uh, but yeah, so thank you Izzy and VQ uh, for being on the show and thank you Stoppies for um, listening to us and indulging us and you of course can find us at makeitstoppodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at makeitstopcast um, and uh, send us a really offbeat terrible rhyme about um, about uh, cunnilingus if you want. You can send that to our to our uh, uh, gmail makeitstoppodcast at gmail.com and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye! 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 Bye. Bye. The Make It Stop podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Heather McCormick. It is affiliated with the Boston Free Radio podcast network at bostonfreeradio.com and with Somerville Media Center, based out of Somerville, Massachusetts. The music used for our intro was produced by Patrick Ahern. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.